Welcome back to wherever you may be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Uh, guys, we are streaming on YouTube, which is all very exciting. You'll be able to watch this podcast, not just listen to it as well. So make sure you do that. You get over there and watch us on YouTube as well. Today, I'm once again joined by Krish, as always. Krish, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, we also have another guest, Anita Abayami, who's now going to be joining us every single week on Wherever You May Be, which is very, very exciting. Anita, thank you so much for, for coming on the pod and agreeing to do this with us. Um, how have you been? Have you enjoyed the international break? Oh, my God, that's like the most exciting introduction I've ever had. So thank you, <laughs> Really appreciate it. Happy to be here. As for, I'm literally, I'm so happy to be here. But international break has been... Eh, it's been up and down. I've had about six or seven Gerard Lampard debates. So right on track for it to come back to Premier League football, yeah. please and thank you. <laughs> Tell me about it. I love the like. Don't get me wrong. Internationals are always good. They're fun, but there's just nothing like Premier League football, is there? So today we, because there's obviously you know we can go around and do a roundup of international duty, our players on international duty. But everyone knows what's going on. Everyone has seen or watched whatever. So I thought today we would just do a little bit of a Q&A. Um, Chris, I love your opinion, obviously, but it's nice to be able to get someone else's opinion as well on this pod. <laughs> so bored, so bored of my own voice. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to just I'm not sit here really and not talk, <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm not allowed, not really allowed to answer some questions anyway. So there are some questions on here that I will be able to answer. Um, but Anita and Chris, I'm going to fire away with some Twitter questions that people have asked. Um, the first one I can see is Martin, who's actually a Crystal Palace fan. Um, Anita, he said, um, I'm asking this as a Palace fan, so slightly biased, but do you feel allowing Conor Gallagher to play in the semi-final of the FA Cup would help him develop and give him better experience? Help him develop? Okay, <laughs> listen, right. Will it help him develop? Yes, it will give him that experience in a semi-final. You know, like I'm all, I'm all for Connor's development, but he can do the same thing with us next season. You know, so I am totally against him playing for Crystal Palace against <laughs> Chelsea in the semi-final. I'm gonna tell him that for free. So thank you for your question, but please, Neil, you don't need him in that semi-final, Neil. Chris, we were literally. I remember being like, like I love Connor Gallagher. I love him, but. No, I like I'm exactly <laughs> the same as Anita. He's our player. We saw Courtois happen in the Champions League and basically Courtois' performance knocked Chelsea out of the Champions League. So we don't want that again, do we, Chris? Yeah, exactly. Like we've we've seen how that sort of stuff can come back and bite you and you can just foresee him like pinging one in from like 30 yards so easily, can't you? Yeah. Um yeah. He's he's in too good form. If he wasn't playing well, then yeah, maybe. <laughs> mm, exactly. Um, right, Alanko has asked, who has been your player of the season? So this is to both of you. Um, a for Chelsea and B in the Premier League. Um, I'll actually start with this because this is one I can answer. Um, my player of the season is... So far, Thiago Silva could change to Kai Havertz depending on how the rest of the season goes, but I'm going Thiago Silva. Um, and in the Premier League, who's been player of the season in the Premier League? It's got to be a Man City player probably, doesn't it? I'd say Mo Salah, probably. Yeah, okay. oh, yeah, or Salah, yeah, maybe, yeah. He's been quiet recently, but yeah, that yeah. that period was just unreal, like the start of the season. Oh, yeah, I've sort of forgotten about that. Mm. Now, like um, Chris, who's your Chelsea? Who's your Chelsea player of the season? I think Thiago Silva as well, um, but yeah, Kai Havertz is getting up there. I think like it's easier to to like pinpoint attacking players, isn't it? And mm. he's sort of like hitting that potential that we all 
expected of him, I think, when we first signed him, um, which is exciting. But yeah, in terms of like pure consistency and just knowing what you're going to get week in, week out, and that it will be top level, I think, yeah, Thiago Silva, Kante when he's fit, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, I actually love Thiago Silva so much. Like it's actually like today, my boss was like, I was talking to him about what I was going to talk about, like at, at work, and I was picture Thiago Silva on the screen, and I was like, okay, talk about Thiago. <laughs> I love him so much. Anita, who's your Chelsea Player of the Year? It's such a hard question. I have like three parts to the answer. So, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Thiago Silva. I think he's by far been the most consistent, best mm-hmm. player of Chelsea season so far, but. Like you mentioned, Kai Havertz, let's see how he ends the season. Right now, he's on an impeccable form. But at the start of the season, it wasn't it wasn't that great, especially in the middle part as well. It wasn't so great. So he can come back and surprise us. But really and truly, it should have been Reese James. If he didn't get so many injuries, it would have been him by a landslide. And it is so sad, but... He can still surprise us when he comes back towards the end of the season. So I'm still a little bit mm, shaky. But if I had to choose at this moment, it would be Thiago Silva by a land mile. Oh, I love him. Um, this is quite an interesting one. I actually like this question. Nick has asked, who will have a better second half of the season, Mason or Kai? Mm. I mean, I'm going to start by... Pro- I love Mason Mount. I'm a big advocate for Mason Mount. I just... Yeah, I absolutely love him as a player. I think he's brilliant. But if we're going on current form and current form for club and country, um, I just think, I think Kai has just, this is the Kai Havertz that I thought we were getting a couple of seasons ago. I just, I was one of those people that I've said it on this pod before, Chris, haven't I, that I just wasn't convinced to start with. And I think, I think that was justified. You know, his performances weren't as good as I perhaps was expecting just from all the hype that came with him signing from Bayer Leverkusen. But now... I am fully on board with Kai Havertz, and I think he's going to play a big part in in Chelsea's latter end, latter stages of the season. Anita, Kai or Mace, what do you reckon? What kind <laughs> of thing is that? That's torture. <laughs> I'm like you. I'm such a big Mason Mount fan. Like, I want the best for him. I pray for him like on a weekly basis. Like, like, <laughs> God, please let Mason Mount put in a good performance this week. Honestly, I love him. And if I'm judging it off of last season, both players came in pretty clutch towards the end of the season. But Mason Mount, he just had all of those games, especially in the Champions League, where he just pulled it out of the bag. So oh, if I have to go for someone, I'll go for Mason Mount. But oh, don't make me ask like that, guys. Come on. Chris, one vote for Mace, one vote for Kai. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's tough. I guess like we're already quite far into like the second half of the season so mm-hmm. in terms of like who's going to have the best one I would say it's Havertz and like technically like I love watching Guy Havertz he's, he's like my favourite kind of player like silky kind of tall big like languid um, mm-hmm. sort of like Kaka style um, but yeah I mean it, it will depend Mason Mount obviously had like an amazing game before the international break against Borough um, if he can continue that kind of form, then obviously he he's going to be really important. And yeah, he showed last season that in the run-in, he can be like a massive player for us and in the Champions League. Um, but yeah, I think Havertz again has just like hit another level and it just feels like he is going to be that man this season. It feels like um, he, we've sort of found him to be our, our sense forward, even though we were missing that before and um, thought we had that with Lukaku, but it seems like he's going to be that guy, which is great, I think. And um, I 
in the form he's in, I, I think we've seen like flashes of it before, but I think mm -hmm. this is sort of the most consistent it's been now and it's looking like he can actually maintain it. And I think that will mean he is, yeah, the, our most important player sort of between now and the end of the season. Well, with that, Anita, uh, Godwin has asked, coming back from the international break, what would your preferred front three be? <laughs> Obviously, Kai's been doing it. Even Werner was scoring. Mason Mount, we know him. Pulisic scored a hat-trick for America. Ziyech didn't go on international duty, so he's obviously fresh. Yeah. Um, as is Lukaku, because I think Belgium picked a, they picked a really inexperienced, they had to be under 30s or something. A certain amount of caps yeah. or something. Um, so, Anita, your front three coming back from the international break, who would you be picking? My front three, it, it does involve Hakim Ziyech. I know he's not a, a Chelsea favourite at the moment, but it involves Hakim Ziyech. Mm -hmm. Um Definitely Kai Havertz. You, mm -hmm. I just cannot brush him aside at this moment. Um, and it's really a toss-up, ain't it? But I, I will go for... I can I can choose Mason Mount, right? I'm going to choose Mason Mount as my last, as my last one. So Mount, Havertz, Hakim Ziyech. Please, Ooh. guys, do not slaughter me. I'm telling you. <laughs> he's, he's so amazing. One mm -hmm. thing you will learn about me is I was a big fan of Hakim Ziyech before he came to Chelsea when he was at Ajax I loved him so his first season obviously I was a bit like <laughs> I love <laughs> a little bit yeah. but yeah, he's gonna come in clutch at the end of the season so Hakim Ziyech, Kai Havertz and Mason Mount. We saw across January especially didn't we how good Hakim Ziyech was and again that was the sort of first time I, like Kai he's done it consistently and I was like wow you know this is the player we saw at Ajax and we've got him, and I would be more than happy to have that front three. Chris, would you agree? Is there anyone you would change? Yeah, like that form hasn't dropped off of Ziyech. Again, like mm -hmm. his his technique is like unbelievable. It's so mm -hmm. good to watch. Um, it's tough. I think like on form, that that is the front three again that makes sense. I know like Mount has been a bit less consistent this season, but. Um, I think we've said before that like, we'd like to see a bit more of Werner, like to see a bit more of Lukaku, but at the moment, they're just not doing it. So therefore, yeah, do they justify plays? Probably not. Um, I think Pulisic's been pretty good recently, so I'd give him kind of an outside chance. But yeah, in terms of most effective, I think Ziyech, um, Havertz and, and Mount would probably mm. our most dangerous three at the moment. I think it's been really intriguing to see who he plays against Brentford on the weekend, given the fact we've got Real Madrid a few days later at home. Now, when I look at Chelsea season, it, I'm sort of thinking, well, top three, top four almost seems like it's not, not set in stone, but, you know, we look comfortably, we should get third. Um, so is Real Madrid a bigger game? You know, is that a bigger game in terms of our season, the first leg of a quarterfinal? So I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw Romelu Lukaku play against Brentford to save Kai Havertz for potentially Real Madrid, because we saw how much Havertz, Werner and Mount, they troubled Real Madrid, didn't they, last season massively? So yeah. I think that's going to be really, really, really interesting. Um, right, let's get on to some more questions. And Hanan has asked, if there was a summer signing, Chris, I'm going to come to you first, you would personally like to see in the summer at Chelsea, who would it be and why? Jeez. Right, think uh... of where, do we, where do we need strengthening the most? Would you say the centre-back is, is probably an, an option with, with the whole thing? Yeah. So, I mean, 
It depends. What I would actually like to see versus what we actually need, I guess, is the difference. Obviously, I would like to see like <laughs> Erling Haaland, for example, but mm. might not happen. Exactly. Weirdly, like quite satisfied with the squad. It's more like, yeah, pinpointing pinpointing those areas where. Does like, Conor Gallagher count as a new? Does he count as a new signing? Does Armando Brozier count? As I a guess new not. No. I don't know. I don't. I don't see Brozier like staying. Necessarily playing at the moment, yeah. I don't know. Gallagher, yeah, I think, will definitely that, be yeah. like, yeah, Gallagher will be in the squad. Um, yeah, but this is my issue with Gallagher. He he should be in the squad, but are you telling me he want he could write a, the World Cup squad? Is obviously the World Cup's coming up, and he is more than capable of take of of playing in that World Cup for England. Hundred percent, he is. But to me, he needs to be playing week in, week out from the moment the season starts till the World Cup, which is a good few months. If he's at Chelsea, are you telling me he's going to get in place of Mount, who also plays in midfield sometimes, Kovacic, Kante and Jorginho? Feels like a really tough ask. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't know. What do you think, Anissa? I, I don't see it, but yeah. Personally, I think Chelsea sell one of the big three midfielders out of yeah, Kovacic. And Kante, one of them's going to get sold, and that's where Gallagher can kind of. I don't think he will play week in, week out, but I think he will see a lot more game time than mm-hmm. than I usually expect. But uh, if if I had to um, choose a place to strengthen, it would be the midfield. Ironically, I know we're really like chopped up there, mm-hmm. but it would be the midfield for me, and of course the defense, depending on what happens mm-hmm. um, at the end of the season. But the midfield has always been that problem, and this is my Declan Rice propaganda coming back. Bring, <laughs> him. Bring, him. Bring yeah. him! I loved, I love Declan Rice. I've been. Maybe a Honestly, yeah, I've 150 been... mil though. 150 mil. I mean, price tag <laughs> aside, <laughs> price tag aside, I wouldn't mind him coming through. But if 150 mil is is pretty pricey, so the other option is Aurelian True and many. I wouldn't mind mm. bringing him over to the bridge as well. We just need a solid midfield that can kind of be there when the defence is a little bit shaky because the defence yeah. has been holding us together for quite a long time and it's only a matter of time, especially if we lose Rudiger, Aspilicueta mm-hmm. and Christensen all in one window. So our midfield has to be strong. Has to yeah. be. Absolutely. I think a lot of Chelsea fans would say Declan Rice, wouldn't they, actually, if you asked them the player they'd want in the yeah, summer. Yeah. Maybe 150 mil is worth it. He's young, obviously, and he's doing it week in, week out in the Premier League and for England. Um, Joel has asked your best Chelsea player this season. We've already answered that. But he said, and the best game of the season that Chelsea have been involved in. Oh, Chelsea-Juventus, the 4-0 yeah, one. Yeah, I was going to say, it's still I'm Juventus. So I missed that. I was, I, was, I was in America and I like that. those no. two games, Juventus and Leicester, were arguably the two best mm. of the season. I, didn't, I couldn't even watch it. I didn't watch it. God, I feel like... I went to, I went to the Juventus match, right? And mm. I didn't really expect much. I was thinking, um, what what's his name? The guy that plays their forward. I forgot his name. Chiesa. Chiesa. Chiesa, I, thought, Chiesa, yeah. I thought he was gonna run riot mm-hmm. all upon our defense. And I was just I was going there, just you know, Champions League night, night out, yeah. might as well just go. <laughs> so getting those four goals, I was like, what the hell? Like this was unexpected, and the atmosphere was mm. 10 out of 10. I, I can't think of a better game, but I imagine if I went to the Chelsea-Liverpool game, I would have said that one, though. Mm. I, went to the Chelsea, I went to the Chelsea-Liverpool game, and from games I've been to, I think, yeah, the, the Chelsea-Juve one, I think, across the board, is probably a lot of people would say that game. I wasn't there, so if I'm going to pick one I went to, it would have been Chelsea-Liverpool. It was it was un, unbelievable. Like The atmosphere was just class to go 2-0 down, 
to witness one of the goals of the seasons and just the Stamford Bridge erupted when Pulisic scored as well so I was like I was in a box and I was jumping around like so absolutely <laughs> and I just I was just like can't contain myself like 2-0 down <laughs> in Liverpool and just got back to 2-2 absolutely I'm going mental so that was mine Chris what would you would you say one of those two yeah, I'm going to agree with Anita, actually. But uh, similarly, I was there not at the, the Liverpool game. So maybe that, that was what made the difference for me. But I really think, like, historically, we're now quite, like, a pragmatic side. Like, pretty, not defensive necessarily, but, like, we win games by, like, margins usually. You know what I mean? Not, mm -hmm. like, blowing teams yeah. away all the time. I know we do it occasionally. But to to beat a big name by that sort of margin and completely play them off the park and play with that level that we did when we already are the European champions, sort of like making another statement. Um, yeah, was very satisfying, especially after losing their away. Yeah. And like, as you say, Chiesa is like a terrifying player. That finish mm. in, in Turin was like unreal. So to, yeah, to, to beat them comfortably like that um, and the atmosphere, yeah, it was, it was pretty special. I'm so still so sad I missed that game. Um, right, Brendan has said, Chelsea, of course, before the break, we were obviously in very, very good form, just kept winning. Um, with the international break coming at a bad time, do you think that might have reduced our chances of winning the quarterfinal game against Real Madrid, Chris? Um, no, I don't think so. Like, as we said before, um, there's quite a lot of players who didn't join up with their national teams for like whatever reason. Um, and I think there is like this period like once the games are done before the weekend and obviously before that game next week where Tuchel have like plenty of time to to prepare so I don't think so I think it kind of came at a good time a lot of our players have had a rest a lot of our more important players have had a rest um and then even like our England players haven't been used like mm. um too yeah. extensively so yeah um it's the same thing that everyone is dealing with and preparations for that game will always be um, sort of hampered by like the international break. But I think, yeah, I've got, I've got faith in like Tuchel and the work he'll do in that time. And even with limited time, I think he'll prepare mm -hmm. meticulously like he normally does. Anita, do you, do you agree? Do you still think Chelsea have a very good chance of, of getting to a Champions League semi? Yeah, yeah, I have no doubt in my mind. I still think that we can go to, Real Madrid will come to us and they'll still have a, a tough time trying to break us down and trying to beat us. And at the end of the day, Real Madrid players, they're also on a on a on an international break as well. You know, mm. we've also got to weigh that up. And before their break, they lost 4-0 to Barcelona. And Right, Benzema <laughs> or not, like that, that's bad. That's really, really bad. It's not like Barcelona are yeah. an amazing side right now, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I've still got faith that we can go into that match with our heads held high. We're coming off of a great international break, all of our players are doing quite well right now as well. Yeah, I'm, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We'll be okay. <laughs> we'll be fine. I'm, I'm, I mean, if, if last season's anything to go by, we should have comfortably won that tie by about four or five goals, the amount of chances we created. Now, someone who did score in that tie against Real Madrid last season was Timo Werner. Now, Chris, uh, Mehul has asked, what did you make of Werner's comments about the German, German national team playing style suiting him better? And obviously, he gets more chances to score. I mean, when I heard this, I was like, well, I don't think that's a that's a a bad comment I don't think it's like a one that Chelsea fans should be like oh my god I just was just like maybe the German side do play differently and and it suits him better what, what did you make of those comments yeah I mean like 
it is it is probably true to be fair like mm -hmm. obviously international football is very different um it's kind of slower and there there are like more opportunities for strikers i would mm -hmm. say than than in the premier league but yeah obviously two cool system only um has room for like one striker and, and that isn't him at the moment but also at the same time he hasn't justified being that guy you know what i mean so uh, i understand that his he's maybe frustrated with like playing slightly wider or slightly deeper but yeah. at the same time if if he started scoring them maybe just a quick would... question chris sorry to interrupt just mm. a quick question you say that where does i don't watch germany where so obviously i'm assuming kai havertz plays through the middle for germany so where does timo werner play werner plays up front i think um oh does havertz play slightly out wide yeah and they play up front together I feel like they kind of play off each other a little bit. Really yeah. Which is kind of what we'd maybe like to see for Chelsea, but I don't, I don't really see it happening at this point. But yeah. yeah, I think he is more central at least. Um, so there are more chances to be had, I guess. Like he doesn't, he isn't a winger to me, I guess. Like that yeah. is the issue with Chelsea. But yeah, whether he can, I mean, uh, I, when these players like publicly say stuff, you know it's going to get back to the manager. So it was yeah. interesting to see what the reaction will be. But I just, I don't know if he's the, I don't know if he's got that in him to be like, oh yeah, like I just think I honestly, Anita, I, I love Timo Werner. I, I just, yes. there's something about him. I think you don't get to see much personality of players these days, and he just seems like such a likable character. And even in an interview I saw at work, they were saying that like, you know, he. He even said, I don't know why the Chelsea fans like me so much because I keep missing all these chances, but <laughs> do you love him as much as I do? <laughs> I do. I'm such a big fan, maybe not of him as the footballer, but him as a person. <laughs> you know, like you've seen like our old strikers who didn't quite do do greatly mm -hmm. at Chelsea. They'll always put their heads down and they want to stop going. But Timo, he keeps on going and that's yeah. why the fans continue to love him. But... Mm -hmm. Just to add to um, his comments from um, what he said um, a couple of days ago, I, I personally think the only reason Chelsea fans are really annoyed is because, you know, Lukaku did kind of said the same thing <laughs> regarding yeah, yeah. Um, how he was playing at Inter Milan. So it's just a little bit of a of a sore spot. But Timo Werner should be careful because the opposition that Germany have been playing, like North Macedonia, Israel... Yeah. It's not France, you know. Yeah. It's not. It's not like you know. He needs to be careful what he's saying because yeah. if he does come up against, I don't know, a team, let's say England. If he does come up against England and but the dynamic isn't the same, yeah, yeah no girls at no girls yeah. at the Euros whatsoever, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> you are right. Um, Guys, that is all we've got time for. Thank you, everyone that sent in a message. I really appreciate them. We didn't get through them all, but hopefully we got through the most of them. And um, thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can also watch us on YouTube. Krish, thanks as always. Anita, thank you so much. Welcome to the team. Welcome to wherever you may be. It's been a pleasure to have you. And I'm looking forward to all of our pods going forward now. Um, if you could drop us a review, it'd be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already. And if you've enjoyed what you heard, and we'll see you all next time here on Wherever You May Be. <laughs>